Welcome again to another episode of The DVO Show, and I am DVO Derek Van Otten. Thanks again for listening. I hope you guys find my my podcast entertaining or enlightening in some way. I don't know, but if you do, please subscribe and, and give it a five-star rating if, if you feel compelled to. I would be much obliged to that. And in this episode, my brother Dale joins in. We also have Tim, a.k.a. Beaker, join in with this episode. And we kind of share back and forth some pretty cool ghost stories. It is kind of that time of year. And uh, I kind of get in the mood for, for ghost stories. I hope you guys do too. And if you got some cool ghost stories to share, love to hear it. You can follow me in my social media, which I'll put in the in the description of the episode, either on podcast or on YouTube. So enjoy the episode. Take care. All right, awesome. Welcome to another episode. I am DVO. We got my brother Dale. Hey, what's up, everybody? And we got our guest Tim today. Yo. <laughs> so so Tim's coming to us because this episode we're going to get into a little bit of we're getting close to that Halloween time basically. So we're spooky gonna, stuff. We're getting into some spooky stuff here. I do spooky stuff all year round. I know you're we a spooky too. fellow. That's why we're here here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a crazy boy. <laughs> so let's talk about how we know Tim. So Dale and I, we used to do a lot of ghost investigations on our own. Yeah, we never went to any public events, but we were going to cemeteries Anywhere that we know that there would, might be some spirits to where we were going. We may or may not have tried to break into some abandoned buildings. Just saying but, may or may not have. Yeah, but that's understand. neither here nor there. <laughs> <laughs> but but you guys worked together at one Yeah, point. so at Dannon, um, some other co-workers found out that I was into the paranormal stuff. And they told me, you need to talk to Tim. I said, introduce me to this handsome fellow you speak of. <laughs> I don't, I don't and that's how our relationship started. I don't think it worked out that way, though, because they just told you what I looked like, and you saw me in the hall one day. Like, hey, you Tim? And I'm like, who wants to know? <laughs> Spirits. Spirits want to know. <laughs> what, what I found was interesting is after I met you guys and we started investigating, um, apparently we sort of all knew each other in high school. I mean, obviously you guys are brothers, but we all went to the same high school at right. the same time. And I might have had a Spanish class with you. Uh... <laughs> Did you have Spanish class with him? No. Oh, no? It wasn't Spanish? Okay. There's a possibility we had classes together and didn't even realize it, but... Because you're you're in between us, right? Yes. Yeah, that's funny. Even (laughs) as we speak, he's in between (laughs) us. I'm going skiing. (laughs) Yeah, you are. I don't know if you guys have a rating on your show or not, but... Explicit is the rating. I'm pretty sure (laughs) if you didn't have an explicit rating before, you have it now. We've got an explicit rating. If you don't know what skiing is, kids, look it up. Urban it's, Dictionary. Yeah, Urban I'm Dictionary. gonna enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> and so Tim is part of an organ or a team, I should say. Um, well, what, what do you call it? Do you, do you organization say, and a team. Do you, do you say I, I quit wisps? Well, tell me, do you, do you do you call it ghost hunting, ghost investigating? I prefer paranormal investigating yeah, or too. ghost investigating. Okay. Um, I don't like calling it ghost hunting because I'm not like. Trying to kill it? Trying to capture it. That's what I, mean, I said, too. I'm not walking around with a gun. I mean, in a way, you can kind of consider ghost hunting if you're, like, collecting EVPs. Uh-huh. Um, but I prefer investigating. Okay. How about paranormal investigating? Paranormal investigating is fine, too. Or researching. Research, something like that. Yeah. I just, okay. I just don't like the hunting word. All right. Because I'm not, like, I'm not trying to, you know, kill anything and bring it back home with me or you know, I'm just yeah, no trophies to... needed. <laughs> I mean, some people consider their EVPs like a trophy, but I, I'm, I'm more doing it because I'm trying to, one, I, you know, I want to learn more about the paranormal world, but I also want to help, you know, both the living and the dead cope with what their current situation is, or help the people like if they've got something negative in their homes. Our, our goal is is to remove that negative energy from the home, and make it so people actually feel comfortable in their own home. That's what I like too. I like I I actually do like the residentials when we go to people's homes, because they call us for a reason, right? I mean, they're calling us because they're scared or or whatever, and we can go in there and help maybe get answers for them or 
Exactly. Or, or like, yeah, if it's something negative, we can eliminate that. A lot of times you'll get it because their kids are seeing stuff. Because kids are more susceptible to that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and we'll get, we've gotten a lot of calls. It seems like our, our top two calls are, you know, someone was a dumbass playing with the Ouija board. Yeah. Or, or the other one is, is you got little kids that are seeing and hearing things in their house and they're afraid to sleep in their own bedroom. Like, they're sleeping with their parents because they're just that afraid. So, it's, it's always nice when we're able to go in and kind of clear that shit out. And we get the phone call, like, the next day, and they're like, yeah, our kids slept in their bed for the first time in, like, months. And it's peaceful in the house. Yeah. I mean, we, you know, we can transition to that a little bit. We, me and you, on, with, a, with a team, we went on investigation at a house in, was it Bountiful that we went to? Recently, yeah. Yeah, we did that one recently, and that's the situation. It was the kids always kind of saw something. But the parents always kind of passed it off a little bit. Then it started getting like up a couple notches where they were scared. They was like grabbing their feet. Oh, you weren't there during the story time. No, I wasn't. You got a little late. I was. I was working. I got there later. Oh, so that's what it was. It was. So the kids were always seeing something and oh, watch out for the man or things like that. And the mom and dad kind of just passed it off. All right, just you know, our kid talking. But then it started like the kids started getting scared like. Watch out, it's right next to your feet. And it was like messing with them at night. And they were hearing noises and pulling on them and stuff like that. And that's when the parents were like, oh, shit, maybe we should like look into this a little bit more. Because it's getting a little more serious. And then um, I, you got there right around that time. Yeah. And so what, we were kind of already kind of breaking off, kind of checking out the house. But what, but what were you kind of noticing in the house? Uh, first, I noticed, like, I went into one bedroom because I, I, well, I could kind of feel energy throughout the house. Yeah. And I went into one bedroom, and there was, uh, I felt energy in two of the corners of the, the house. Okay. And uh, had In a, the basement? Both? It, that, that was in the upstairs bedroom. Oh, okay. Um, but I also felt something in the basement in the living room. That's just from walking in the front door. Like, I could feel those, that three types of energy. Uh-huh. And I had it confirmed with our medium that was there with us at the time that he was also sensing or seeing that energy in those same yeah. spots. Um, and then it just... From there, for me, it got a little confusing because it just seemed like the energy was being thrown all over the house. Okay. And I was getting, like, images of, like, uh, like animals in my head. Um, what kind of animals? Uh, one was, like, a, I want to say kind of like an armadillo-type thing. Weird. It was, it was, but it was larger than an actual armadillo. It was... It was Stegosaurus. Um, yeah. <laughs> it was like a, you know, kind of like a... Like a mix between like an armadillo and like a, a um, those demon dogs from Ghostbusters. Okay, yeah. Kind of like that. That's what I was getting in my head. Is that Zulu, that's his name. <laughs> Zool. Zool. There is no Dana, only Zool. Um, but like those demon dogs. From okay, that, that's kind of what I was getting in my head. But the interesting thing was, is like that stuff would just come and go. It wouldn't stay. Uh huh. Um, and then I went in one room, and you could feel the energy just like spinning in a circle. Right. In the room, and I'm like, well, that's weird. And then it was right about that time I got a call from our other medium, Brandy, who can actually astral project. Um, so she actually like came in a spiritual sense to the house that we were at and was able to tell me what was actually going on. Um, what, it ended Interesting. Up, what it ended up being was a, um, a Native American shaman uh-huh. that is really gifted at what she can do. Okay. And the, what had happened is the house that this land was on, or the land that this house was on, uh, is where her kids died. So she's oh, kind of oh, she's wow. kind of protecting the land because that's where her children died. And um, what she was doing to us as the team, because we were there investigating, was everything that we were feeling was all from this one spirit. This is how gifted the spirit is with with her abilities when she's okay. alive and apparently still when she's dead. She was able to throw her energy throughout the entire house to kind of throw us off. From where she was actually standing. Oh wow! But because Brandy can actually see those spirits, when she astral projected up there, she told me exactly what the spirit was. And what was interesting for me is because I knew because Brandy had told me. Yeah. All that other energy throughout the house disappeared, and that's when I could actually sense that that spirit. You know, it's funny because the the homeowners were telling us that they had renters in the basement one time, and they they were like using drugs a lot, and he wasn't sure. But he kind of got the impression they were maybe doing like Ouija board stuff down in that basement too. It's possible. I think with the type of spirit that was there, though, the Native American spirits. Yeah. Um, they're very protective of their land. Yeah. So if someone was there trying to do something they shouldn't have been doing, I'm sure with how 
much energy the spirit right. had. The fact that she's able to make us think that she was like five or six different spirits when she was only one. Now you said you felt like like spinning. In one of the in like one of the bedrooms, kind of thing? felt like a portal or a vortex. Yeah. Just the energy just swirling in the in the bedroom. Um, again, when I found out that that was just that one spirit, yeah. To me, that went away. But uh, Caden, Caden, who was still there, he thought he was a portal was in there, and he was trying to close it. So yeah. Uh, me personally, not being able to actually see that stuff, like I didn't feel the energy anymore. But okay, I, I guess he still did. So he was trying to fix it, but. What's well, an interesting story it was yeah he went in there, and it was me and another investigator and Caden the medium, and yeah he felt like the it was like a portal swirling in one direction he wanted to kind of alter the direction of the spinning portal, and so I kind of had sense, yeah. I had one of those K two meters and what they do is it, it notices the magnetic energy is that the EMFs e- EMF electron uh, electronic magnetic fields yeah so it goes off in my hand and so as he was doing it he was kind of trying to re-alter the spin direction of the, this portal. And, and uh, when the investigator, she was also trying to maybe kind of help him a little bit. And as they were doing, I was kind of holding my K2 meter there, and I just thought, I'll just put it in between and see what happens. They started going off crazy, actually, which was kind of weird. So it was like kind of where you two are sitting, and I put it in between you, and it started going off, and I pulled it away, and it stopped instantly. It's pretty interesting. But anyway, that was a that was a pretty interesting investigation. They end up calling us like that night or the next day, right? Yeah, they usually a lot of times we'll get a call or text the very same day. Oh, it was because we went to we went to dinner afterwards. Yeah, well, you and, and I then, went to dinner, and and, and uh, one of our um, the ones that kind of organized the residential she messaged us and said, yeah, the family contacted us and they said there was a completely different film in the house and the kids yeah. weren't scared anymore. And so I mean, it's it's things like that. That's why we do what we do. Yeah, it's pretty it's pretty fun. And it's free. Yes, yeah, free, free. for the residentials. Yeah. Yes. So if you're if you're ever looking for a residential, all three of us are part of the team. Uh, you can go to wisps.org. W i s p s. Yes. dot org, and you can request an investigation there. And it's pretty, pretty fun. In fact, if you do, or you know somebody, yeah, let us know because we'd love to go check out their house. And that's what we're into. We're into that stuff. So, and we're we're very mm-hmm. professional about it. We don't come into the house and, you know goof around or anything we we get kind of get down to business right from the get-go because our main goal is is to help you and help the spirits if the spirits need help um kind of deal with what's going on so you can feel safe in your own home or if the spirits are just lost and confused and need to be crossed over we can do all that too i know Dell's working on that i'm working on being able to do that and we already have a couple mediums that can do that so what does that mean you guys are trying to do that Crossing over is when you a spirit that is stuck here, that either that they want to move on to the spirit world, so okay. crossing them over. From they want to, or they maybe they don't know about it. They they Both. want to. Okay. Either they want to, or they don't know about it. I mean, you let them know about it, then they might want to. Okay. So what's what's currently going on is Dell and I are both realizing that we we have um, some abilities or gifts. We're like superheroes. Yes. Sort of, I guess. <laughs> paranormal superheroes. Yeah, paranormal superheroes. Um, I can like, fly with my eyes closed. <laughs> I can, I can sometimes hear the thoughts of spirits when I'm around them, and I can sense their energy where they're at in the room, and I know Del can too. Um, but we're both kind of opening up more, okay. and one of the things that we've both been told by some of the mediums that we work with is eventually we'll get to the point where we can open up the light, so to speak, and help spirits cross over. Oh, like we're not there yet, but eventually, at some point in time. We've both been told by several people that that's something we're going to be able to do. Could I be there? I, I don't know. Yeah. Interesting. Speaking of can anybody things, I don't know if anybody can. Okay. But I, I don't think so. It depends on how gifted you are, I guess. Okay. Because I truly believe that everybody has some sort of gift or ability. Yeah. It's just whether or not they believe. Okay. I just, uh, this morning, crazy story this morning. I'm laying in bed, kind of that half, like, waking up okay. feeling. It's dark still. Yeah. Dogs are kind of running around in the hallway. Your dogs are. My dogs. Yeah. I hear a voice in my head, and I'm not, and I'm kind of wondering, did I hear that in my head, or did I hear it out loud? It was someone saying, hey, but it was a male voice. Okay. I'm the only dude in the house, besides the dogs, and I'm like, my dog, just say hey. <laughs> <laughs> That's but, some straight up David Berkowitz shit. Right? <laughs> but then... This isn't the first time this has happened to me, though. I've had other times where I've been in this, like, half asleep, half awake, where I've actually seen a face come to my face and, and say, hey. 
and and like I know it like jerks me up and I'm like holy shit like what the hell was that but um yeah this morning was more of like I was wide awake and I heard this voice go hey where do you think it came from like the hallway the hallway or, where the dogs okay. were and that's huh. what I'm like the hell did my dog just say hey to me for <laughs> <laughs> were the dogs looking at anything well they looked at me getting up because I'm oh. like what the hell oh, okay but they, they didn't you didn't get the impression that they were looking at some apparition or anything no 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 because uh they were almost they were almost out of view like looking through my door and into the hallway okay um so it was kind of like i heard that hey but i didn't know if it was coming from my head or from the hallway it was uh it was just real weird but Hmm. it's not the first time that's happened but knowing that it was a male voice and then i'm the only guy in the house yeah. It was kind of like, wait a, wait a second. <laughs> Open yeah. all the doors. What's going on? It wasn't me. <laughs> you were still there. <laughs> yeah, I never left three days ago. <laughs> um, I've had similar things happen to me when I'm like half awake. I've heard different voices, not just the same voice. I've heard like well, three I've, I've heard, voices. I, it's probably, okay, I want to say it's happened that I can remember about three times. One was a female. The other two were males. The first time it happened, it was like my eyes are closed and there's a face coming right at me and it gets right in my face and says, hey, but it is loud as shit. That's true. Your eyes are closed. Yeah. Never experienced that. That's pretty trippy. Yeah. That was like my eyes closed, a face coming right at me and it's all, hey, loud as shit. And I open my eyes. This has happened actually in San Diego. Do you think it was probably just a dream though? Um, that's hard to say. So let me, let me do my premise. So... I believe in ghosts, but I'm also a skeptic. Like, I don't believe every story I hear right, right. is necessarily say everything's haunted paranormal. or paranormal. Yeah, I was like, well, could it be this? Yeah. I try to find answers for everything. That's very uh, that's a very healthy way to investigate. Yeah. Because yeah. um, if you're just assuming everything's paranormal, or if you're just so close-minded that nothing's paranormal, yeah. you're, you're not going to accomplish anything. It's true. So I've seen people that just like, we're on an investigation and... And something happens, and they're like, oh, that was a ghost. And we're just looking, and it's like, no, that was the wind. Right. <laughs> you know, or, like, we've had someone contact us, and they're like, I've got this this perfume bottle that's in the closet on top of a dresser, and it just fell over automatically. It would, dude, my house must be haunted. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's not always the case. Maybe. If it flew across the room, maybe. But if it just tips <laughs> over on the dresser, it could be something as simple as... Heavy footsteps nearby. You walk yeah. into the room and it knocked it over, and you didn't realize it until like a day or two later. Yeah. I've had voices also, like why I heard a voice and I woke kind of. I was like, yeah, I was like half awake, half asleep. And I heard a voice and I woke up, but I don't. You know, I just think it was like I was probably half half of a dream, maybe. That's possible. Yeah, that's possible. For, for me, what I think is, it's your uh, spirit guides trying to talk to you. because yeah, like true. when you're asleep, you're sort of in that meditative state. Yeah. yeah. You're kind of uh, reaching your subconscious more than you normally would. Right, because it's more relaxed. So if you get that right type of state of sleep, your spirit guides can actually, I believe anyways, that your spirit guides can whisper into your ears and, and give you information that uh, you didn't necessarily have before. Okay. Yeah, that'd be good. That's pretty interesting. That's just my opinion on it. So do you have a lot of spirit guides around you? I've been told that I have seven. Wow. Um, maybe eight now because I bought a, a crystal skull. Okay. Um, that it was it was from Indiana really, Jones. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, because that movie doesn't exist. Um, what? There's only three Indiana Jones movies. Oh. <laughs> I don't know where you've been? I have them. They're down there. <laughs> that movie was terrible. No, the, the Crystal the Skulls one? The, yeah, no, I was talking about the three Indiana Jones. The three I got just the three. Just, yeah, those are, those are good. Um, no, just, it was a, the stone is called uh, Malachite. It's, okay. a, it's a red or sometimes orange stone that comes out of Australia. What color is yours? Uh, mine's all red with little streaks of orange in it. It's really cool looking. And it's a skull shape? Yeah. That is kind of, you should have brought it. That would have been cool. Uh, I don't have that one, but I do have other skulls that I own. I okay. have an obsidian skull and um, another stone i have to look at a picture that i have um but this one particular particular stone i it was so weird how i found this because like i ended up at an expo helping um sean and michelle newman who, uh -huh. the utah county medium yeah they also have a store called crystals more uh um 
they called me like the day before this expo that I didn't even know existed. It was called the Empower You Expo. Okay. And they're like, hey, you want to come down and help us run our booth? I'm like, sure, I got nothing going on. I'll come, come and help you. And while I'm there, like I'm helping them like sell their crystals and stuff, this random customer, this random lady came up to me and she's like, hey, I need to talk to you real quick. I'm like, okay. So walk she was just the, there for the fair? Yeah, right? she was just there for okay. the, the expo. Okay. She didn't work a booth or anything. Um, she was just there and she's like, I need to tell you something. Do you have a minute? And I said, sure. And she pulls me aside and she's like, I need to tell you that you're working on developing the wrong gifts. You're trying to work on somebody else's gifts and not your own. Huh. I'm like, interesting. Cause I kind of felt that way okay. beforehand, but didn't really put much thought into it. And then, so she's like, let me introduce you to these people over here. They do energy healing with crystals and that's what you're supposed to be doing. And I kind of, I, I felt that pull towards that, that that's what I was supposed to be doing, but I'm just kind of like, well, that's lame. You know, I want to be able to see spirits. Yeah. You know? Because to me, that's more, what's what's cooler? More interesting, yeah. I yeah. do energy healing with crystals, or... I talk to spirits. I talk to spirits. Um, I've come to find out that, like, people actually do find energy healing with crystals fascinating as well, so... Um, I've, I've, that day, I kind of shifted my train of thought. I'm like, yeah, energy healing is what I'm supposed to be doing. But so I talked to these people and they're like, oh, our, our master energy healer, she's not here today. She's at a different expo. Uh, here's the address of where she's at. And I just, I'm like, okay, cool. And I went back to what I was doing. And then I start getting text messages from Caden, uh, one of our mediums who at the time was in Georgia. And he's like, dude, you got to do this. And he's like, I did a reading for you. And he's like, it's time to start doing this stuff. And he's like, we need to start opening up our business and. What was funny is I didn't tell him, like, right about the same time I was doing some uh, card readings with uh, Sean, uh, and basically I drew the same cards that Caden had drew in Georgia, oh, uh, right about the same time. Huh. That is pretty and nuts. And as the expo went on, just ra- a bunch of just random different things kept happening, and finally I just kind of looked at them, and I'm like, hey, I hate to do this, I need a jet. I- I'm going to go over to this other expo real quick, and then I'll come back. So I ran over, and it was just right around the corner, because we were at the Expo Center, and it was at Club 90, so it was literally oh, yeah. just around the corner. Yeah. And I get there, I find the lady, and I talk to her a little bit, and she tells me about crystal and energy healing Did classes. Did you run over and say, grab my stones! Yes, I was like, fill my stones. <laughs> tell me um, what you feel. <laughs> gargle them in your mouth. And, um, <laughs> yeah, that's going to be fun for her. It's okay, we're explicit. Um, this yeah. is not kid-friendly. Uh, yeah, so I talked to her a little bit. She told me about how she does classes and stuff, and I'm like, uh, it seems a little out of my price range, but whatever. And then I started looking at the crystals that she had, and one just stood out. I didn't know what it was at the time. It was just, there's, that's kind of how stones work for me, and I've mm-hmm. seen you do it too, where you just kind of know. Like, you can feel the energy off the stone, or you just, you can look at it and just be like, yeah, this one's good. Yeah, but I always, always skim over everything else just because it's like, that one caught my attention first, but we'll see what else sure, we'll yeah. see what else is. And I then I always that. end up going back to it. So I picked up that stone and I'm just sitting there holding it and I'm like I d I don't remember if I told the lady or not, but I'm just sitting there like this has a spirit attached to it. And I could I felt really strongly that it wanted to be around another one of the stones that I already owned. And I'm like, I need to buy this one. And so I bought it and I took it back to the expo and I showed it to my friends, the Sean and Michelle. And I didn't say anything to about the stone to them. I just showed it to her. And she's like, oh, you've got a spirit attached to this. It's your new spirit guide. And what I thought was funny is a couple days later, I hadn't told uh, Brandy about it either. She called me out of the blue. And she's like, Annie told me to tell you yes. Because there was like a question I was supposed to ask a medium without asking the question. I was just I was supposed to have the question in my head. Okay. And I got yes from like three different mediums. Brandy didn't even know what the question was either. She didn't know I had a question. She just... Her, um, she's got one of her spirit guides that follows her around everywhere. Uh, just kept telling her, call Tim and tell him yes. And then before I even had a chance to tell her, I'm like, I got a new crystal. And she's like, yeah, I know. It's in the shape of a skull and it has one of your new spirit guides with it. Wow. And I'm like, awesome. <laughs> so there's just all the weird things that happened in that day. It was just like led me to buying that skull. And I'm, I'm like, I'm 100% convinced that it was actually the spirit attached to that stone. That scent. That word out that made all of this stuff happen, so I would go buy that stone. It's pretty interesting. But I have that stone on it. I love it. It's one of my favorites, and and I use it. And um, he hates it when I say this because I can hear his thoughts sometimes. 
Um, he does the energy healing. I assist him. Who's he? Uh, the spirit guy that came with that stone. Oh, okay. So the spirit guy that came with the stone, he's actually an energy healer from India. Whoa. From like the 1400s. And he still does energy healing. And I've said to people a couple times, I'm like, yeah, I do the energy healing and he helps. And it was weird because the first time I said that, I literally heard in my head. And as I'm hearing it, I see Brandy laughing at the same time. Because she heard him say it out loud too. I'm like, my bad. Let me correct that. He does the energy healing. I help Did him. Did he have an accent? Um, I don't Good know. Good question. <laughs> so when I hear their thoughts, it comes across as my own voice. But I can oh, kind of okay. tell oh. the difference between whether or not it's me or them. Well, how, how, do you think, how do you think these things get attached to those things? Like this individual, how does he get attached to that? Do you think he did that uh, at, like long after he's been gone? Or was oh, it something yeah. that was... It's definitely something that happened way after he died. Because I mean, the stone comes from Australia. And he's from India. Hmm. So these two countries aren't really near anywhere at all. But I'm sure he knew at some point in time that he... He raided the shipment like a pirate and just... Well, I think he knew at some point in time that he needed to find me. So he just kind of did things to make sure that happened. Oh, that's interesting. Maybe you were his assistant in another life. It's possible. Maybe you were Indian before. No. I know know in my first life I was a blacksmith and my second life um, I've been told that I was a, a major confederate general in the Civil War. So in your first life, you're a blacksmith. In in the middle medieval times. Huh. That one I actually did hypnotherapy session, quantum hypnosis, uh, healing technique. I think is what. It's so called. you don't think your spirit ever existed before then? Um. From what I've been told, no. I mean, in a way, yes. I mean, I'm sure my spirit existed, but as a as a physical being on Earth. It could have been uh, ants or like an aardvark or a I'm bat. Really, really. I don't know. I, I know. As, Maybe as you didn't as, transition into human spirits until then. As far as well, as far as being an actual well, you're you're a human spirit no matter what. Uh, as far as like your physical being on Earth, I mean, I don't know. We could possibly be animals at some point in time. I have no clue. Um, but I, from what I've been told, that the blacksmith was the first human life that I've had on Earth. That's pretty interesting. So I want to go back to that story a little bit about you and, and Sean. So we were at a expo, and before I saw you, I was actually kind of walking around, and I saw Sean Newman's booth. I was looking at different stones. He oh, had yeah. crystals. And there was one I kept looking at. And then I went back, and then me and Tim started walking around, and then we were talking to Sean, and this time you actually formally introduced me to him. And then you said, you need, a, you need this stone. Yeah, there was a, it was an amethyst, uh, it was like a wand, but it was pointed at one end. And yeah, like, it was pointed at both ends, but one was a little more blunt than the other yeah. end. And I just looked at that, and I'm like, you need this one. Why did you say that, though? It was just uh, kind of like a gut feeling or a hunch, I guess. Okay. Because what I've learned now is, that, I mean, that's when I first started kind of learning about yeah. stones and being able to sense their energy. But now it's just like, before it was just like, I could kind of look and I could tell there was something different about stones. Uh-huh. And now I've graduated to the point where I could feel the energy and I just know, like, if I have a person of mine, yeah, when I'm buying stones, I can actually pick out stones for that person that I'm thinking of. Okay. Because I can kind of tap into their energy a little bit and be like, yeah, this one's for this person. But the thing I didn't tell you was I actually kept looking at that stone earlier, too. I yeah, kept, that I didn't know. I kept picking, there was two stones I kept picking up. One, well, that was one of them and there was another one. But I think the other one I kept picking up because it looked cool. It was like a black geode looking thing with a lot of purple inside but they were both purple right amethyst is purple so they're yeah. both purple and druzy stone what druzy stone druzy stone the interesting thing though is that's actually my wife's birthstone amethyst and she loves amethyst that's her birthstone i love amethyst and too. i mean it's beautiful but but it's funny that you said that because i was like i had already been kind of looking at this and then sean even said i was thinking the same thing and then sean was telling me to do something he's like on the pointed end put it you know, kind of put pressure on your on your hand. And he asked me, like, do you feel anything? I said, no, I don't. And then I just kind of, but he said, with your right hand, put it on your, hold, hold the amethyst stone in your right hand and then almost kind of prick, poke yourself in the left hand. N- nothing, I just felt nothing. But I reversed it just for fun. I just reversed hands. And I actually felt this weird shock go up my right arm, my forearm, into my arm and into my neck, almost like a tingle. I was like, oh shit, that was weird. Kind of cool. 
but kind of weird. It's never happened again. I've tried it again. It's never happened, but... Oh, I remember, like, you were having shoulder pains that day. Back. Back pains. Because we went to Dale's wedding, and we were on a shitty bed. <laughs> That's right. Uh, I had you, my wedding you, on a bed. You came back. <laughs> I bet you did. If you're not having your wedding on a bed, you're doing something wrong. Um, but yeah, I remember, like, when you were doing that with the, the stone, like, the pain in your back was kind of going away. Yeah. So... It's it's I fully believe in the power of crystals and the, the healing and, and what they can do, as far as the energy goes. Like I'm not, you know, I'm not gonna sit there and rely wholly on crystals. Right. If I did, I wouldn't be wearing this ankle brace right now. You know, <laughs> um, I believe in modern medicine first, and then, you know, crystals. Okay. Crystals I use mainly for it's, I I use them more for emotional healing than physical healing. Okay. Um, that makes sense. I, I have I have on accident without realizing what I was doing. Uh, I've used it to heal someone's headaches that they were having for 20 years. Oh, they, wow. They've completely gone away since I did the energy or the healing session with them. But for me, I feel like I'm more doing emotional healing um, or mental, okay. mental like third eye healing and stuff like that, uh, as opposed to actual like physical healing. Now, when you say mental, do you, do you also think maybe some of this libido? Libido. Not libido. Placebo. Placebo. Yeah, crystals will make your libido. <laughs> hey, I'm hey, trying to recharge your libido. If you have problems in your sex life, I've been in charge of your libido. I've got a crystal for that. I've got a stone for that. Hey, ladies, if you need help your libido, I've got some stones for that. I got the stones for that. So, mentally, do you think it's a placebo type thing when you say, hey, Hold it's, on to this. It's possible. Yeah. But if it does something... It's a skeptic it, side of me. Well, I mean, so, it, it's, so uh, the best way person. The best way I heard this described is on an interview I actually did on my show. Okay. Um, even if it is a placebo, if it makes a difference, sure. does it really matter? Exactly. I believe that, too. Like, if, I, if I'm holding... If I'm handing you stones and you feel different or you feel more energized or you feel happier or whatever the right. result is... Does it really matter if it's a placebo? Right. Because it's having the desired effect. That's true. So even if it is a placebo, yeah. Yeah, even if it is a placebo, if you're happier, there's nothing wrong with that, in my opinion. But makes you wonder how how strong the mind is, though. Whenever you think about that. Honestly, the mind's very strong. Yeah. Like, I mean, it it even comes with like physical ailments. Like, you know, if you go to the doctors, and I've I've heard stories of where doctors are like, yeah, this you'll never be able to do this again. But people overcome that because they have that determination. They have like, that. I'll mind. show you. Yeah, yeah. They have that mind power. They have that that will. Or it's the opposite. Some people have been diagnosed. They lived with cancer for years and had no idea. And then the moment a doctor tells them that, right. like within two months they're dead. Yeah. But if they, if what would have happened if they would have never known and just lived their life normal right. without that in their head saying exactly. you're gonna die. It's pretty interesting. I mean, yeah, well, it's, it's too deep. The, but, the, but... the shock factor, like you know, when you hear someone like falling from a great distance and they survive, you're not supposed to go up to them and be like, "Holy shit, dude!" Like, you know, just talk to them like normal. How you doing? And whatnot? Because you put that in their head, and it could cause trauma or shock or you know whatever. So right. I say, I'd say the mind is a very. That's powerful. why I laugh yeah. at kids when they fall and hurt themselves. I laugh at them. So they yeah. don't start crying. I'm, I'm the same way. Well, and most little kids. And because I'm a gonna, dick. Well, <laughs> most little kids too. Like when you do that, they're gonna start laughing. You get up and start running around. And exactly. Playing. Yeah. So the mind is—it's a very powerful thing, and it can be f- persuaded very easily too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that's it's like the placebo effect or um, pareidolia, for example, where. It's, oh, that drives me nuts. I don't know what that is. So pareidolia is where your mind is trying to faces. make. Yeah, so like the best oh. example is like looking in the clouds. Yeah, you see a face. And you've in seen it. a face or a shape okay, or whatever. I got it. Talk um, about this Facebook post the other day where somebody posted on the Utah Paranormal page. It's a picture of someone took a selfie, and then the way the light comes in through the back window, like they're like, oh my god, it looks so weird. It looks like half a face because of the shadows and everything. Oh, gotcha. And then I'm like, it just looks like Didn't half you of... make the comment? Yeah, it's like, it looks, looks like, like a Halloween half... mask hanging Well, no, no, there? I said, uh, uh, first, I'm like, it looks like there's a, a hoodie hanging off the side of a chair. I said, oh, this was taken in the car. I'm like, oh, okay. Okay, that's just the, the way the lights, lights are coming in because it's nighttime, street lights, there's a lot of shadows yeah. going on. And that's obvious. You can see items on the back seat now. I'm like, hey, I can see the back seat. I see items on the back seat. I can see where the light's coming in through the back window. And at most, it looks like half of Chris Angel's about to say, are you ready? 
Like that's, <laughs> but this is like the the comb over part of the hair and then like like up to the nose. If the pareidolia effect, that's all you can make out of it. So but other than people, that, it's just that. completely just shadow. This is the stupidest post, and so many people are going, "Oh wow, wow, it's yeah. so cool." Most people won't do what you did and actually analyze the entire picture and kind of made sense of what's going on. People will just be like, "Oh, there's a face there. Yeah, that's really that. cool," and then, then they stop at that point. Uh, but that's where the pareidolia kicks in because the, all pareidolia is is your mind is trying to make sense out of chaos. Yeah, it's like look yeah. at the clouds. What do you see? Oh, I see dogs. I see that. It's the same effect. Well, like I, saw, I saw this video and it was they had a Snapchat filter on, and then you know they got the dog ears and the tongue on them. But then on, to the side of them, there's another one. They're like, oh shit, it's a ghost. Yeah, that's so like, stupid. But when it goes away, you're like, well, that was a bookcase. It was like a square bookcase. Yeah, and the dark that, colored balls created yeah, the look created, of eyes. And so the filter picked up like, oh, there's two. Yeah, it's the algorithms areas. looking for certain darkness of things yeah. where eyes and nose and mouth are they look for those right and I can see that I'm like oh I can see the yeah, empty space on the bookshelf instantly. and I can see some other thing where it looks like maybe a mouth and the snapchat filter created it and then they thought oh there's a ghost in my bedroom so, yeah that no. was stupid yeah apps aren't perfect man just, yeah yeah. people just they, they're so quick to I mean want to believe or disbelieve things and no one's taking the time like you did with that picture to actually like analyze what's actually going on in the picture they just they see it and they go, oh, that's cool. Well, yeah, and what's stupid about those filters, too, is it's an algorithm that looks for darks and lights to look like eyes and a mouth or yeah. something. So it looks for that. So for it to pop up in the middle of where there's nothing, it's obviously picking up things in the background, like the dark, the colors of things on, on things. Yeah. So it's definitely picking that up. And it's when, when people say, oh, it's a ghost, the ghosts aren't giving off any color for this algorithm to pick it up in the first place. It's very true. So it's just stupid when people think that with their filters. Oh, look, this filter came out of nowhere. There's not even a face there. It's a ghost. Yeah. I want to slap the phone right out of their hand. It's like, listen here, dummy. It's <laughs> not how it works. Speaking uh, of apps, is there a good app that you think people can download to do ghost investigations? There's two apps that I use. Okay. And that I recommend, and I don't really recommend anything else. One is called the Geophone. Geophone. It okay. used to be yep. free, but now it's like two bucks. Oh, that's what you were trying to think of when you were talking to Paul. Yeah, you're trying to say that. I don't know. I was saying it out loud in the car when I was driving. It's called a geophone. <laughs> <laughs> so for those of you who don't know what a geophone is, basically it senses vibrations, and that's uh -huh. it. So I, you can manipulate this app, but it's very. It's, if you put it on like a concrete surface, you're not going to be able to really manipulate it because all the geophone does is senses vibration. Okay. So I've actually have video of me using this app. Putting it on a concrete floor and me being a bigger guy, I'm you know 300 pounds, six foot five, jumping up and down right next to my phone. Doesn't move and nothing. Okay. And then about five minutes later, after we've all spread out across the room and we're all in different parts of this room, it starts responding to the questions and starts lighting up when we ask questions. Oh, okay. So, do you ask spirits to like touch it to mm -hmm. go off to answer? Okay. Yes. So I trust that app. But I do strongly caution that if you use that app, make sure it's on a hard surface that you can't really manipulate. Not a chair or a table. I've seen it work really good on chairs, like wood floors. Basically, like if you're gonna do it on a chair or whatnot, do the test. Like jump up and down around it and stomp up and down or whatever. Make sure it's not something that you're gonna easily set off. Um, otherwise, you need to put it in a different spot. Mm -hmm. The other one I use is called the Echo Box, yep. which is. It's a it's very similar to the SP7 spirit box. It basically just creates white noise, so you can have that instant communication with spirits. Yeah. Um, the reason why I suggest this is because we've had a lot of success with the app, mm -hmm. and it's only forty dollars. And SP7, you're looking at like one hundred and twenty. Forty dollars now for the Uh Depends on. It. I'm sorry. It depends on which version you buy. Oh. The original version is twenty. The version I got is forty. Do you oh, like that version? I like it. It's fine. I hear both. Uh, Paul Welch, uh, I believe he was on. One of your other shows. Yeah, on my podcast, um, he, came he on uses about it. He uses the twenty dollars version, and it works just fine for him. So I yeah, feel like that version originally on an Android worked better than on iOS. It's possible. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna share this story then. It's with, with all of us, and it was when we first, uh, were, me and Dale were first introduced to the Echo Box. We, we were with Paul, and it was our first public investigation. Tim invited us out to. The family tree in Santa Quinn. 
And while we were just kind of waiting for people to arrive, we were ordering food until all the rest of the patrons left. And Paul and me and Dale were just kind of talking, getting to know each other. First time meeting, and he shared that app with Dale. And then, and uh, I don't know if you were hosting that event or not, but... Well, Wisps was, yeah. Yeah, yeah the organization was. And so there was a point where me and Dale just kind of wandered off. And I know I said this in my other podcast, but if you haven't heard it, I'll share the story here. And me and Dale were using the Echo Vox app for the first time. And we were in the banquet room, not in the banquet room, but in the restaurant area. Yeah, but and in the farther back room near yeah, the kind of red, bar, uh, bathrooms. Bar, bar, so if you haven't been to the Family Tree, um, or if you have been, then you'll kind of know what we're talking about. It's just, it's a cool little restaurant. It's almost like cabin-like when you walk in. It's all wood and pictures of their family members. Pretty cool restaurant. And we're and it goes, has a lot of history behind it too. And we were asking questions. Um, we asked a lot of questions, but the 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 main thing that stood out to me and Dale was uh, we were we were kind of talk, kind of having this echo box go, and it's just the two of us. And I I said, do you know my name? And it says Derek, and that kind of freaked us out. And then Dale said, do you know my name? It didn't answer Dale, but then he says, do you know how we're related? And you remember what the response was? Twins. Twins. And we're not, but we're, obviously you can tell we're brothers. You're right. And you wanted to stop after that. You're like, okay, I'm done. I'm no, no, out. it wasn't that. It, it was later that. when we started talking to this uh, skinwalker. spirit. Yeah, it was the skinwalker spirit. And the way it was answering some of the questions, when I was asking, um, I, uh, what did I ask? I asked if it knew if it was dead. And then I asked if it, uh, if it had ever been alive. And it's it was saying no that it's never been alive. Oh yeah, that's and I was right. like, hey, I don't I don't have a good feeling about this. Yeah, you yeah. anymore. No, like, I mean, should... I was cool with it, but well, it was that spirit, the vibe I got from it. Like I didn't like it, and yeah. so I didn't want to talk to that one anymore. But it was, it, was, it was a pretty interesting night, and I remember Paul Welch saw a big, uh, creepy little spider kid in the yeah, basement. Yeah, li- listen to my podcast for that story. It's I was the DVO show right next to him when that. So yeah, I was upstairs that? and we were upstairs and we heard him just start screaming. You didn't see anything though, right? I didn't see it, but I was standing right next to him when he saw it. And I I've known this guy for four and a half years now. I've investigated with him several times, and I have never seen him scared before. Wow. This is the only time I've it, well, ever seen him if scared. If you watch the He was legit afraid. And you and you believe him, right? I believe him. You know the you know the show, the Dead Files show that was there when Amy okay. The the meeting, at the restaurant, they were at the at, restaurant at the restaurant at some other time. Yeah, and the, the picture that, exactly what they drew in that show. Yeah, what what they drew, what he saw was episode. little some of the the artist probably didn't draw it the same way that Amy was describing it, but it was very similar to what it was like, kind of like cr- crawling the it way had she had a, drawn was like this shadowy creature crawling. Uh, the way a Paul described it look was, to like Gollum. Yeah, that's that, what he was. Saying. You know, that's like, what I like envisioned in my head as he explained it. That's what I envisioned in my head. I've seen it. I've seen Family Tree is one of my favorite places to investigate, just because it's always so active. Um, I mean, the last time I was there, I actually saw the face of uh, like a jackal. Um, I want to say if you look at Egyptian mythology, I want to say it was uh, Anubis. I was gonna ask like that. Was it like Egyptian mythology type jackal? Is a Doberman Pinscher looking at his lips? <laughs> what happened is another investigator actually saw it. Like we're all looking in different directions, and it just popped up right in front of her face. And then I later saw it just in my mind, and then it, what got really creepy for me is I saw it starting. To, uh, we were investigating in a different room, and I saw it starting to form on her face, showing me exactly what it looked like, and it kind of creeped me out because I'm like, I've never seen anything like that before. But that that venue is very very active, very haunted. I've had so many experiences there that I probably never shared with either one of you guys, like the time Caden got jumped into. No, what's that one? Or they call it like a walk-in or. It was, yeah, like walking yeah. or jumping. Like a spirit jumped into his body? Yeah. Oh. Um, he, was, he was mainly being manipulated. It was weird because, like, I have this thing where I, I had a type 3 basically kind of digging on my shoulder one day yeah. on, on an investigation. It kind of imprinted itself into me. But it was, from what I was told it was trying to do, was put a curse on me and it kind of backfired and it ended up working as more of a warning system. So, like, when oh. one of the mediums in our group, uh, mainly Brandy, when they're in trouble, my shoulder starts hurting. Oh, and powers. Yeah, and there's been a couple times where like, <laughs> where, like, you know, I've been upstairs and Brandy's in the basement family tree, and I come downstairs, I'm like, is everything all right? And this is, like, after Brandy started speaking Spanish and trying to choke Gary out. Or she doesn't speak Spanish, right? She she does, but... Oh, okay. But, um, 
but I've never seen her act violent towards anybody before. She was literally oh, her hands around his throat trying to. But she doesn't him. normally just walk around speaking Spanish. No, she does understand some Spanish, but no, she doesn't. Um, with Caden, it was I was in the basement and I just felt something was wrong, so I came upstairs, and I'm like, "Hey, you okay?" And I went back and listened to the audio because I had my iPad in there recording, and it was literally like 30 seconds after you hear Caden say, "Whoa, that's weird." He he couldn't sense or see or any of the spirits at okay. that point. And it was literally 30 seconds after that started going down, I'm in the room asking him if he's all right. Huh. And and he's like, no, I can't sense or hear anything. And, and he doesn't remember anything after that. Oh, wow. Um, but he was, he was just sitting there, and, you know, we're all talking. Paul Lutz was there, and, and some of the other people from our team were there. And um, people are getting ready to leave and go home. And I remember saying something along the lines of, um, you know, someone mentioned the the spirits want us to leave. I'm like, well, yeah, it wants all of you to leave except for uh, Caden and myself. It wants just the two of us here in the building. Okay. And you hear Caden in the background and in, in, in the recording, but for me, he's sitting right next to him. I just, he's got this weird look on his face, and he's just like, yeah, I do. Whoa. In a voice that wasn't his. And Whoa. I just looked at him, and I, at that point, and I go, well, that's not going to happen, and you need to get out of Caden's body right now. And as soon as I said that, Caden just kind of looked around and he's like, what the hell just happened? Wow. He's like, everything just turned back on. I'm like, you don't remember any of that? And he's like, no. And I played the audio back for him when I was able to find it. And he did not remember any of that. That's crazy. Yeah, pretty, yeah. pretty haunted place. It's, it's extremely haunted. And if you ever want to go there, hit us up. We'll take you. I went there in the middle of the day. I was coming back from, from Vegas one time. And stopped in there to go grab some. They, I mean, I've said before, they got huge scones. And we stopped in there and just grabbed some. But, you know, it's a totally different vibe when it's more like restaurant in business. It's a totally different vibe. Well, it's because your mindset's different. You're not there to investigate. You're not there to try to talk to the spirits. That's a good point, too. You're there to I, think, I think a lot of it has to do with what your mindset is. Yeah, that's a good point. I feel like, I also feel like when there's a lot of things going on in a place that is known to be haunted, I feel like a lot of the spirits kind of hang out and wait. Like, because you talk about it's a busy restaurant where people are coming. Yeah, and going, just any place. Like, yeah. even if you think about the Saltaire, any other big, big venue that has spirits in it, while there's activity going on, like people walking around, going through, doing their day to day, it isn't until like things calm down when it's quiet, and then that's when things are more. Because like, maybe they feel more at peace where they can just kind of do be them. When it's or, a lot of, or there just might be so much going on that nobody will notice. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. It's, <clears throat> I mean, when you've got hundreds of people in a venue like Salt Air, there's so much energy from people that spirits yeah. can feed off of, and it's it's exactly like that. Like spirits could be doing stuff, and you would have no idea because you're not you're paying attention to the the concert that's on stage or whatever. Right. Or the people so, getting hit on the freeway or, <laughs> or too soon <laughs> jumping jumping off falling off the freeway. <laughs> so, so oh, talk about movies. Is because we've got some scary movies coming out, right? That's right. The Nun. I hope so. So The Nun... So this is off The Conjuring Nun. Yes. yes. Was there two Conjuring movies? Yes, two Conjuring movies. We're just talking about that. Did you guys like that movie? I love both the movies. I, I own both, both of them. them. Yeah, I love I, I, I love I own them. both of them, yeah. I don't own movies anymore. I, well, <laughs> I don't either. I, I, I still... I've never got past my uh, collecting DVD or Blu-ray phase. So. Yeah, I stopped that because I was just building this... Collection of Blu-rays that I'm never rewatching. Well, I mean, we're we're in my basement in my man cave, and all these are filled with movies, and I don't, I don't. They're all still like encased because I haven't you opened. You can stream them. everything. I did the same thing. It's I've got movies that are still in the plastic. But you know, and I'll like, watch it. I'll watch it on Netflix. Yeah. I have it right here, but I'll put it on but Netflix. First. Why pop it in when you can just hit a button? My thing is, is like I'm a collector, so it's just. I will always collect movies until I'm forced to actually have to. I understand, like, buying a movie that you really enjoy to help support the business. Or you can watch it whenever you want. I've got movies True. that I've never even seen. I bought a movie. I didn't even know what it was. I'm like, oh, this looks good. Bought it. Never watched it. I've had it for, like, 15 years. And you're <laughs> dumb. <laughs> yeah, I'm a collector. But The Conjuring is based off true stories. Obviously, it's embellished for, for movie purposes. Yeah, it's Hollywood. But still, still pretty good, though. Oh, pretty yeah. Good. See, those, these are real these, stories good. These are the scary movies... 
the horror movies that I prefer. I don't like the blood and guts gore. You don't yeah, like I slasher like, films? No, I yeah, like yeah, I like Which is funny because that's one of the movies we're going to talk about. Right. <laughs> right. That's the next movie. But, but but you know, like I never was into like Friday the 13th or oh my all God. that stuff. What's wrong with you guys? Just because I just, it just was I too love, fake for me, well, I guess. That's, that's what makes it great. Then let's talk about that on the next movie we discuss. Right, on this right. one being that it's about I ghosts. I could talk to you about movies all day long. <laughs> <laughs> so this one... The Nun. It is it's based a prequel. Prequel it's, to it's the. A, it's a prequel, and you want to go far back. It's 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 a prequel to even Annabelle the Creation. Mm-hmm. But 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 is yeah. is the Nun a real thing? Is this based on a real thing? Or is this made no, up from the? This conjuring? is made up for the movie. This okay. was based on the character they introduced into the second one. Because the first one it went to it went to a home <coughs> that was based on a true story. Mm-hmm. The second one was that based on a yes, true story? Yes, that was also. Yeah, true. That, that was, was also. But a true they story. invented the Nun. Yeah, and then the invented Annabelle the doll is a real doll, but then the story that they created about Annabelle that was yeah. all made up. Because yeah. more like a Raggedy Ann. So it, well, yeah, it was Raggedy Ann doll. The the only part of the Annabelle story that's true is at the very beginning of the first Conjuring movie when they're talking about it and the nurses and whatnot. Yeah. That's all true. Right. Okay. They don't know where the doll actually came from other than the nurse's mom wanted to buy her a gift and found the Raggedy Ann doll in a thrift shop. Okay. That's it. That's that's all they know. So what do you guys think about this, this new Nun movie then? I am so freaking stoked. I can't I'm excited wait. for it. It's coming out next week. I'm like, I want to go buy tickets right now and just be like, hey... Yeah, I want next Friday. Watching the nun with you, <laughs> <laughs> sharing a tub of popcorn. There might be a hole in the bottom. <laughs> what's, this, what's this in here? Let me pull on it's, it. It's endless popcorn. Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm excited. Is that a Snickers movie. bar in it there? Just itself. It's more of a. It would be more like a payday. <laughs> salted lumpy. Roll. It's a salted nut roll. <laughs> this, this is gonna be a good one. I'm. I'm excited. For I'm it. stoked. Um, yeah, the it looks what, scary. The movie, yeah, it's real freaky. It's it's a made up storyline, but uh, I don't care. I'm gonna go yeah, see it. it I don't looks care either. Freaky shit. I mean, so is all the Insidious movies. I'm a fan of the Insidious movies, even though they're all made up. Would they they can have the same characters play? Like, is it gonna be like the yes. Warrens? Yeah, it's gonna be the Warrens. Okay, I don't, is is it? Yeah, because I thought this was supposed to have happened like way before. It's the I believe it showed uh, in the trailer. It showed, in the trailer, it showed uh, Vera Farmiga's. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure there's going to be a lot of back and forth timeline. Because they, oh, the, oh, they, they, they have the nun in Annabelle the Creation as well, mm-hmm. if I remember correctly. Well, I don't remember that. It could, I mean, it could. I don't. Have you yeah, seen yeah it's one? sitting Annabelle, there yeah. rocking it in the chair or something, isn't it? Because not know. the first Annabelle, Wait, the, no. the, the prequel. Oh, I didn't. I, I watched the first Annabelle movie, I didn't watch the second one. Because I didn't really like the first one, to be honest. So Annabelle Creation, in my opinion, way better. Was that the first or second movie, though? It's the second, second movie, one. but it's a prequel. Oh, really? Okay. The, second, I know I didn't made up one. I know not like the first one. So, the, the, so basically, Annabelle Creation talks about um, how this dude made the doll. and It was part of like the and, cult? Uh, no, he was just a doll maker. Oh, well, his, never mind. It was the first his, episode. His daughter, yeah. his daughter died because they got a flat tire on the side of the road, and she went to go get uh, a bolt or something. Got ran over. Oh. And then it shows, uh, uh, they turn their house into a, um, a home for like foster kids, orphanage. Mm-hmm. So they bring these kids out there and then all this stuff starts happening. So I think they introduced, the nun obviously came into Conjuring 2, but I believe they also had her in Annabelle the Creation. So that's kind of where I get my timelines confused is because like all this stuff is like all over the place. And then they did people ask John Zaffis when we were hanging out with him. We could have. We could have totally asked John Zaffis. Let's go. Think we got we got eight minutes. Okay. <laughs> Next movie, Halloween, the new Halloween movie coming out. Mike I, Myers. So I know you don't like the slasher films. I'm not a fan this, of the slasher films. Halloween is my favorite of the slasher. films. I like the recent ones they did like ten years ago. The Rob Zombie ones. Yeah. Yeah, I like. I did Rob like those. Zombies, yeah. Rob Zombie's remakes were freaking awesome. But this is like this is like replacing those Rob Zombie ones, right? This well, new so, one. so this one is acting as if this is the it's acting like happened. nothing else ever happened. So it's like the first movie and then this movie. Okay. Four years so later. the first Halloween movie, like um, from the eighties or whatever uh, it came 70, out. Seventy nine. Yeah. Seventy nine. So and then that those. From that '79 movie, and then to nothing this happened. One, nothing this. happened okay. in the middle, and then 40 so years later, boom. They've, they've okay. before had uh, two different uh, timelines, storylines for the movies. So you'd had one through six. Yes. And then and 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 then uh, when they came out with H two O, 
that created a second timeline and it acted like oh that was horrible I didn't see it it looked terrible uh, how all of them were horrible <laughs> it acted like 3, 4, and 5, and 6 never happened did you like those other ones? I own all of them because do you like them? I enjoy watching them yes okay I, I they're, see they're so what stupid I, but I love like, the first one the Buster Rhymes one, one the, so, no so, so the, second, <laughs> the second storyline is, is 1, 2, <laughs> 7, and 8 so yeah. you've got H2O. Was it that many? God. Yeah, it was yeah. horrible. So this is this would actually, it's a sequel, but this is like the ninth movie, unless you count the remakes, and this would be like the eleventh Halloween movie made. Wow. So the remakes, the remakes were their own little thing. That, I did like the Rob Zombie. Did you like the Rob Zombie? The Rob Zombie yeah, I like. You, you, awesome. you like them right too? I've got, like I said, I have all of the Halloween See, movies. I like, I like when they re- make them better. So like Friday the Thirteenth, and all the Halloween sequels. I can't stand how. You can kill this guy, and then all the, and take off running, and you're a mile down the road, and all of a sudden he's jumping out of a tree right in front of you with a knife. But, ah, gotcha. See, that's what like, I love. I about can't Michael stand Chanty. that shit. That's what I love about Michael Myers is that I hated that about Michael Myers. He never died. That's right. Like he's not a superhero. He doesn't have powers. <laughs> no, of course he's not. Superheroes don't go around but killing his, people. It's his brain, though. It's the power of the brain is. Well, they tried to explain <laughs> that one of the movies the how it was like some cult that. The cult of like the rose thorn or whatever. They tried to explain that one of the movies. It didn't work. And that's why they did H two O and said, Oh, these other movies don't exist. Um but that's Still that's bad. what's always fascinating to me about Michael Myers is he's never died. Like Jason, he died. The only I think uh, there was Frater, one he died. There was one movie that they made, I think it was the second Halloween, where they thought they killed him and he was like hanging from the window or something, and then they took the mask off and he, what he had done is he like Put the mask on somebody else, and totally. And, and they no, it's the Buster Rhymes. Is that the Buster Rhymes where they thought they killed him and then it actually Jamie killed Lee somebody Curtis else? Curtis cut his head off with an axe at the end of H two O. I tried to for, I tried to forget at these the, movies. At as the much start as of, <laughs> see, this is how much I, I didn't watch. Yeah, I didn't watch. <laughs> I can tell you exactly what movie you're talking about. So that's, that happens uh, at the end of seven, but at the beginning of eight, they're like, "Oh, this is how he's still alive. He crushed the windpipe of uh, one of the EMTs, so he can't talk." And then put the mask on him, and then that's who she really killed, and he mm. disappeared. So Never this to movie be seen is, again until the next sequel. This movie <laughs> is, is straight up just 40 years after the first movie happened. Um, it's a sequel. Yep. So this, and it looks like this, Jamie Lee Curtis has just been target practicing for 40 years. For 40 years, she's been waiting for... Cause, cause yeah. Yeah. This is what I don't get from the, from the trailer we watched. Is that she's waiting for him? He's locked up in an asylum for forty years, hasn't gotten out this whole time. Yeah, and yet here she is, target practicing, and because she knows he's gonna come try to kill her. Like, get some rest. Why does he want to kill her anyway? Uh, he was attempting to kill his entire family. Right. And she. Is it schizo or what? I think they. Zozo the clown. I think <laughs> Zozo. Zozo's not. Um, <laughs> I think the thing that they did with this movie is uh, stupid because. I, I hope they explain how Michael went from being... Because at the end of the first movie, after she shoots him, he just, uh-huh. he's just gone, right? Okay. He just gets up and you don't see him anymore. And it shows the clips of like showing the neighborhood and he's just gone. So my okay. question is, is, I hope they explain how he goes from being vanished to now being locked up in a sane asylum for 40 years. I need to watch the first one again, maybe. I can bring him over. I'll watch. Let's I have, do that. I have all of them. Which one you should do? We should, we should I want go to watch the house. first one and then go I'm on, new I'm one. on medical disability leave. I've got all this free time. I can have a Halloween movie marathon. Not a marathon. Not a marathon. We're doing I the first one. I can watch the first one. But you guys excited to watch it? You guys want to watch it? Oh, I'm so I'll so still so watch it. Even you don't seem excited movie. about it, Dale. I'm not super excited about it, okay. but I will still watch it. Because you're not a slasher film. I'm not a slasher film. I'm a spooky I'm I'm not a slasher film guy, but I like these new reboots they've done in the last 10 years. I like it I, if they're I, correcting things. The things that pissed me off about these movies, if they can correct them, I would watch like them. Like the Leatherface ones this, I like. This ones. one, like I said, they're just all the other movies never happened. It's the first and one. I can, and I can I can dig it. I like that idea because I hate all those movies. How does he go from being vanished to being locked up? We might have to watch the first one again. All right, guys, we're running out of time here. So, I don't know. Anything else we want to mention before we time out? We have two minutes. Mm, not that I can think of. Well, thanks for coming down. Too. Aliens are real. Paranormal? No. <laughs> I, that's, that should be the next there's one. There's a possibility. But I just want to give a shout out to the Utah Paranormal Expo coming up on October 6th. Oh, October yeah. 6th. There's also an investigation at the Fort Douglas Museum on October 5th. That ben Hansen will be there. Ben Hansen and Chip Coffee. I do want to see Chip. I love Coffee. Chip. Um, we will be helping run that investigation. 
Awesome. I want to hang out with Chip where can, so can bad. We, where can people get tickets for that at? Uh, they can find Facebook them. page. Utah. Facebook or the Utah Paranormal Expo. Okay, just Google Facebook. it. Facebook. Um, I will it. be. I need to go through and repost it because I talked about it on my show that came out today. Um, Which is the we're the Supernatural Hour. Supernatural Hour. Supernatural Hour. Um, we're on poddash.com or Spreaker, iTunes, and pretty much anywhere. All right. Um, but yeah, I will be linking that on Facebook on the uh, Advanced Paranormal Services page on the WIST page. Um, I've already linked it on mine. But I know Chip Coffee during the uh, expo is going to be doing a gallery reading as well. Ooh, so good. I'll get all the information to you so you can post them on your Facebook pages and stuff too. Awesome. So, um, I, I'm, I'm really stoked for this year's event. I am too. It's going to be awesome. I hope to see people there. I think it'll be fun. All right, guys. Thanks for watching. See you next time. Smash Brothers out. Peace out, butterflies.